You're listening to the Madhouse podcast. Download it on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast from. And if you like, feel free to leave us a cheeky little review. But of course, please just leave us a review. Oi, creepy voice guy, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, to those among you who are easily frightened, we suggest you turn away now. To those of you who think they can take it, we say, welcome to the Madhouse. Welcome to the Madhouse, the podcast played with more viruses and dribbling and shitting yourself than a zombie horde. Hello, my name's Jimmy, and over there's Joey. Hello. What's going on? What's going on? Is there's a zombie outbreak? Yes. In bloody Las Vegas. Oh, Viva Las Vegas. Sure. So we're... This was a Zack Snyder film, and I think it is the like the most up-to-date review we've ever done. Yes. When did this come out? About three did weeks it? ago. Oh, it's tasty. It's, it, well, the taste is still in the mouth. It's that fresh. Lovely. It's barely oh, had time fresh. to rot, this film. I'm already okay. picking its carcass to pieces. I wasn't sure about it. What, before you watched it or afterwards? Before I watched it. Okay. Because I've heard, I heard there was a lot of hype about it, wasn't there? Yeah. Now, you know I love a zombie. Yeah. And a zombie film. So uh, I was a bit unsure because of these fucking... I don't know if this... Is this would the, is this class as kind of a Hollywood blockbuster type movie? I would is put this, it up this... there with World War Z type action exactly. horror. Exactly. Exactly. So I didn't like that. I didn't like that either. So I didn't think I was going to like this. Yeah. And this is this. What was the budget on this one? Like 70 million squillion dollars or something. It Ridiculous. was 70 million squillion. And I actually okay. went up to 90 million squillion after reshoots. What? That's a I lot said of 90 cash. million squillion. <laughs> it is a lot of money. Wish I had a squillion. You can see it's big budget though, watching it. Because it's clearly got a shitload of stuff going on. Yes. Like, you can't but, make that kind of film on B-movie kind of cash. No, you absolutely can't. You, ca- you can't even afford fucking Batista's... Like, you couldn't even afford him for a day. Yeah. They got producer Billy all wound up. <laughs> yeah, good. Let's get him all wound up. Anyway, the point that I'm trying to get across was... What was the point? <laughs> money that money and the fact that i didn't think i was going to enjoy it because it was so hyped up yeah and everyone was giving it the big gun about it but actually i really enjoyed it yeah i enjoyed it i have some uh issues with it as well good i look forward to hearing them yeah it depends if i remember to write them down but i'm sure they'll come up it's the second most expensive zombie film ever made actually jimmy because second may have been 90 million squillion yeah. Uh, after the reshoots. But the most expensive was World War Z, which ended up at 160 million squillion. And only half of that was for 100... Brad Pitt. Yeah, of course it fucking was. Hundred and poor Jesus. They were forced to do That's reshoots as well, but I couldn't find the reason for those reshoots on World War Z. Uh, Brad Pitt's terrible acting. <laughs> he just kept redoing it. Brad, just you're playing the same character that you played in your last film. And the film Can before you just that. Do a different character. Yeah. <laughs> Could you just stop doing the same character that you've played in every single film that you've ever played? You've been doing the same thing since Legends of the Fall in the 90s. And uh, if, I think that he kept trying to tape the, the magazine around his arm. <laughs> kept messing it up. <laughs> 90 million on magazines. There you go. That'll do it. Uh, what did you think about the whole zombies and the shamblers and the alpha zombies, the smart ones? The organised smarter zombies, basically. 
well, it's an interesting take. It is on it because we see it. We see it in uh, Day of the Dead with Bub. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Who got a little bit clever, the and then we start. see it again. Yeah, and then we see it again in Land of the Dead, where the mechanic guy he picks up the gun and he starts being able to. Oh uh, yeah. Understand how the gun works. So it's the same kind of thing. But I think we'll get to why they they were alphas and and what would what did you call them slumberers shamblers, shamblers. I saw they shamblers were. shamblers yeah I think we'll get what to shamblers oh, what bloody shamblers yeah right should we tell them what this is about then do the little yeah have we even introduced the film huh? Army of the Dead no we haven't it's Army of the Dead everybody <laughs> <laughs> you probably picked up on that by now. 2021 yeah, Netflix sure release. Netflix With release. A short theatrical release in areas in the US, I think. Okay. Yeah. So we'll give them a quick quick rundown. I'll do the first bit, you do the second bit, so on and so forth. Okay, dope. Yeah. I'm ready, yeah. Okay. Las Vegas has been walled in due to a zombie-like outbreak. Many of its citizens have been trapped inside only to succumb to the zombie horde. Those that did make it out alive are forced to live in makeshift camps outside the city run by some right douchebags. With only a matter of days till the government launches a nuclear strike on the fallen city, a group of mercenaries are tasked to infiltrate the walls and head to a casino on the Strip. Where they must break into the world's best vault and make away with a whole lot of cash. Of course, shit goes wrong. It wasn't about the money at all, but just for a vial of the alpha zombie's blood. A few in the group make it out in the nick of time as the city is engulfed in a nuclear blast. But wait! One of the group has also made it out and boarded a plane to Mexico with a whole lot of cash. And of course... He's got a bite on his arm. Oh, shit. End of the film. Bosh. Did you um, Did you ever think, after watching this film, that if all the rest was a vial of blood, then doing it yeah. under the guise of the whole heist yeah. was a bit big. But then yeah, we wouldn't have got I think... the film. I think yeah. they should have stuck with the heist. Yeah, of course. Get the money. But he already said that... Uh, that that fella already said uh, it, it. All the money was covered, wasn't it? He was just getting it back, so it was going to be doubled. Yeah, but, but actually, they really wanted to buy the blood, which they could have got yeah. like at the gate. Yeah, but yeah, but I think they needed it from the alpha, though, didn't they? They got it from the from alpha girl, up, who they saw right at the alpha. beginning of the film. Anyway, okay, it would have been a shit film if that had been it, though. Yeah, okay, yeah. Shall we fright? Shall we fright and delight? Let's fright and delight. Fright and delight. Okay, let's go for some lovely little frights and delights. Uh, the amazing opening scene, Jimmy, took... Yes. Uh, where we see Las Vegas fall to the zombie hordes was shot over five weeks. Fucking hell. Yeah, that was very, it was very elaborate. That was brilliant. I so thought we it was got to amazing. See, yeah, it was brilliant. We got to see a few, a two things that I really enjoy. Okay. So we got to see a toupee. Okay. Whipped off a guy's head. Yep. Which was nice. And we got to see some titties. Who had the toupee? It's just a guy at the start. It, the guy being chased by the um, showgirls. Right at the very start, and that's where the titties go, come in. They grab, they go for him, and they just pull his toupee off, and their titties are all juggling around like that. No. <laughs> Lovely actions. Uh, I think the scene uh, where Zeus, the zombie, yeah, I think that took five weeks as as well. Crikey. I've written that down somewhere. I'll come back to that. Uh, Tignataro. Okay. This is a fright under the light because it's a fright that causes the light. Oh. 
So Tig Nataro was brought in to play uh, Marianne Peters after the original actor, comedian Chris D- Delia, or Delia, I've never heard of him, was accused by numerous women of sexual predatory behaviour. The film was already shot and being edited when the decision was made and Tig had to do all her scenes as part of a large-scale reshoot in which she was mostly acting alone in front of a green screen. Oh, shit. Now, she's the helicopter pilot, yeah? Yeah, the awesome one who looks damn good with a cigar. Yeah. Okay. I mean, her acting's terrible, but we'll get to that in the performance. (laughs) (laughs) The budget ended up coming in over a lot because of the reshoots. Like, it cost like another $20 million. It was a lot. Right. Okay. They had to get actors back in and everything, didn't they? You think about getting Batista back in. It's going to cost you some money. Um, Delight here, Jimmy, that I think you're going to like. At one okay. point, when Marianne Peters checks her phone, and you can see at the bottom an article headline that reads, New information released about 04 zombie outbreak in Milwaukee. Nice. Snyder's Dawn of the Dead remake was made in 2004 and set in Milwaukee. So he's Tidy. put it in the universe. Same universe. Didn't see that. Didn't see that. Here's the Zeus thing. The scene where Zeus breaks out of a loosely fitted military grey door on the transport from Area 51 took weeks to shoot because Snyder was adamant that it should all be filmed in the natural light of dusk, leaving a very short window each day to actually get any filming done. Lovely. So I I like I I enjoyed that first bit. Yeah, the, the two drivers uh, trying to guess what their what their payload is. Yeah, I like it. Area fifty one. So that kind of suggests that this uh, virus has come from is an alien virus that has come from space. Oh, okay. Uh. Well, I had another theory. Okay. Yeah, let's hear your theory. And I want to hear yours. You look like you're about to go into it. No, let's hear your theory and then I will debunk it. Okay. Well, you're going with aliens, so it's different to mine. Okay. Uh, Because some of the zombies are clearly Terminators. (laughs) Okay. Robots. Uh, And I'm not the only one who thinks so. I was sure I saw some robot faces as they got shot in the old steel bonds. So I checked my best source, none other than the internet. And every one of their mothers, every one of them mothers, <laughs> every one of those mothers. All right, Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> I was trying to say everyone and their mothers is going on about it. Replays all over the place, and I'm sold on it. I have heard that this is number one in a planned trilogy. This film, and my theory is that the government created a zombie virus, and maybe they made something like the robots as an initial delivery tool, so it looked like a genuine zombie outbreak. I'm sure there'll be an explanation if there are more films. Maybe Zeus himself was the finished product. See, no, I don't buy this. And I did notice that the zombie, uh, the robot zombie. Um, um, and there's a couple of things flying around that, that it may have, they may be uh, put there by the government to infiltrate the zombie horde to uh, spy on and watch how the zombies work to see how they would, uh, how the government could weaponize zombies. Okay, use, yeah, as, good. use them as WMDs. Is what I, that's, that's where I'm going. But then I thought, actually, hold on a minute. Why would the fucking government then uh, decide to launch a nuclear attack where they put all of their robots and shit but it might be i don't know we'll find out uh, i do like the alien thing though so that's what i'm thinking because it's come from because they're transporting it from area 51 uh i'm thinking it's gotta be gotta be some sort of alien virus that the alpha that turns them into alphas um uh, because the alphas can like uh they're kind of they're kind of conscious, aren't they? They kind of know what's going on. Yeah, they can formulate a plan. They can formulate a plan. They can like get all the other. They can turn people into alphas. They can reproduce. So that just uh, takes yeah. away the 
the need for for biting and shit and all the like shambling ones that go around probably aren't good enough or weren't good enough for the virus yeah so if you I get think... bitten by an alpha you become an alpha right yeah so i don't get how all the how you got the two kind of uh well class system well this is what i'm saying maybe there are there's some sort of gene uh that maybe oh let's say i go and bite say i'm an alpha and i go and bite nat but she's not she hasn't got that kind of gene or she's not good enough she'll just go off and be like one of them shambling ones just walking around in the car park yeah so they ain't good enough is what i'm thinking maybe it's a certain type of person yeah i get what you mean and it also they also become like uh a military that just doesn't ask questions, just attacks the enemy. Yeah. So they they're pretty good to have around defending you. Yeah. Plus, if he's if he's doing it in this same universe that he did with his uh, remake of um, what was it, Dawn of the Dead? Re- yeah, Dawn of the Dead. Dawn, Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Then that ho- that all started from uh, a spaceship coming back from Night of the Living Dead. Started from a spaceship coming back yeah. to Earth. Yeah. Which started the whole zombie thing off again yeah that makes more sense i'm pointing towards space yes yeah Uh, you've convinced me but then again this guy's just put robot zombies in his film so who knows where the fucking second one's going it was a weird thing like you keep seeing the flash of it but then being able to reproduce was a good twist and then the baby had this weird glow which kind of reminded me a bit of the robot when they got yeah. shot, so I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Well, there's only the one that you see actually getting shot, isn't there? The robot. I thought there was a two or three. No, there's only there's only I think there's only one that you actually get to see um, the underneath of the thing. You could occasionally you could see some with blue eyes. Yeah, yeah. But I thought at the start, I thought, well, no, that's just whatever they're possessed with, but it's when Batista, after they failed with the vault and they're in the casino floor, yep. Batista jumps up on the table, one comes in, pop, pop, and then you see the uh, silver under Terminator style shit, yeah. and then he's on the floor and he short circuits, but it's really quick and then it pans away yeah, and never gets mentioned again. Uh, there's got to be another film then, you would hope. I think there is going to be another one, yeah. Because that needs it. Because I thought, hold on, we've still got an hour or so of this film left after that bit. Yeah. I thought something's got to come about here, but it didn't. Huh. All right. Well, I'm done for Practice of Delights. I, I usually pick uh, about five things to talk about so I don't bang on for ages. There are tons of Easter eggs in this film, and I had to just uh, pick what I could pick. You know, we can't cover the whole thing, but there's stuff all over. So I've got. A little bit. So we've just said, I think, if there's going to be a zombie apocalypse, one, it could come from space. Yep. Right, which is what I'm thinking, which is my favourite one. Two, it could, it's man-made. It could be a virus or man-made virus or some sort of uh, drug or something. Like, we've all had jabs when everyone's had their second jab. (laughs) Uh, You know, someone's going to flip a switch and we're all going to become zombies. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. Third, though, most likely, voodoo, innit? Voodoo, innit? Yeah. Yeah, voodoo, innit? So, (laughs) have you heard about (laughs) this guy called uh, Clavius Narcissus? Yeah, it's uh, it's voodoo, innit? It's voodoo, innit, boy? Uh, (laughs) Now, that's a terrible pronunciation of his name. But I'm going to give you uh, I could give you a little rundown of this guy. Okay. Okay. So I'm just going to call him uh, Claire. Clavius. Clavius. Okay. Hold on. I just need to get rid of your face a minute. Not the first person to say that. Do you want me to get the bag out? Um. Yeah, have you got it, Andy? Hold on. Let me have a, let me have a swig of this. <laughs> that helps as well. Yeah, it does. Right, Clavius admitted himself to a hospital that was operated by American people in 
Dush. Oh, I can't pronounce these names. In Haiti, in April 30, April 30th, 1962, right? He had a fever and fatigue and was spitting blood. Doctors could find no explanation for his symptoms, which gradually grew worse until he appeared to die three days later. He was pronounced dead and held in cold storage for about a day before burial. Okay, so this chap's dead, 1962. Okay. In 1980, a man identifying himself as Clavius approached Angelina. I can't pronounce the second name, so basically someone related to this guy. In a, in a city in Haiti, convincing her and several other villagers of his identity by using a childhood nickname and sharing intimate family information. He claimed that he had been conscious but paralyzed during his supposed death and burial and had subsequently been removed from his grave and forced to work at a sugar plantation. What? Per his account... After his apparent death and subsequent burial on May 2nd, 1962, his coffin was exhumed and he was given a paste possibly made from Deturia, Deturia, which at certain doses has a hallucinogenic effect and can cause memory loss. The Boca, who recovered him, then, as stated, repeatedly forced him alongside others to work on a sugar plantation until the master's death two years later. When the Boca died and regular doses of the hallucinogen ceased he eventually regained sanity and returned to his family after another 16 years what so he waited another 16 years before going home um basically because he was like yeah still yeah going a bit thin. he didn't get better uh, than think fuck it i'll go back in 16 years he was awake no, yeah, I, think, I think he was still like just a bit uncertain so he immediately he was immediately recognized by the villagers and his family when he told them the story of how he was dug up from his grave and enslaved, the villagers were surprised, but they accepted his story because they believe his experience resulted from the power of voodoo magic. He was seen as the man who was once a zombie. Wow. Did they check his grave to see if he was really gone? Um, that's what I do. That's what I do. It has been further argued that uh, he had broken one of the traditional behavioural codes by abandoning his children and was made into a zombie as a punishment. When questioned, he told investigators that the sorcerer involved had taken his soul. The instigator of the poisoning was alleged to be this guy's brother with whom he had quarrelled over land and inheritance. Uh So it it was his brother that turned him into a zombie. This case puzzled many doctors because his death was documented and verified by the testimonies of two American doctors. So two American doctors said he must be dead, so he must be dead. That's crazy. Which is good. Uh, So this, uh, the case of this guy was argued to be the first verifiable example of the transformation of an individual into a zombie. Lovely. That's a bit mental, Jimmy. Yeah, that'd be crazy. But I've read about this as well. They do it in um, Haiti Haiti. and they do it in like um, uh, Africa as well. Like they'll drug, they'll like, they'll, they'll, they'll put in this drug that makes you die or seem like you're dead. And then you have a bear and then they dig you up. They take you to their uh, place where they want you to work. They give you this other drug that wipes your memory. They cut out your tongue so you can't talk, and then you just slump around doing the same thing every day, like digging up corn or planting corn or or digging up diamonds or something. That sounds horrific. Real zombies, like, locked in yeah. to their bodies. That's horrible. Yeah, I don't, think, I don't think we can worry about that kind of thing. Well, I will. I think one of the drugs used is the one that's in the the fucking that fish that you can't that fish that you got cut really. Oh, the blowfish from The Simpsons. Fugu, yeah, yeah. That one, not that one, makes you seem like you're dead, and then they give you this other one that when you come around that wipes your brain. Nice. That uh... people nowadays are just fucking zombies anyway, aren't they? All right, granddad. Hot take. <laughs> Hot take.
<laughs> staring at their phones in it just looking at phones all day uh, <laughs> bumping into each other fucking phone zombies <laughs> okay you should have another podcast jimmy's take on the world <laughs> you had a problem with kids today with a shit music shit music can't act back in my day you could tell what the rappers were saying exactly None of this mumble crap yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, mumble crap. <laughs> That's what it's called, right? <laughs> Should we do a rating? No, we got to do Master and Macabre first. Oh, fair enough. Should we do a Master and Macabre? Let's do it. Master of the Macabre. Welcome to the Master of the Macabre. We're going to figure out who is the Alpha and who is just a shambles. Yeah. What, what have you got, Jimothy? Jimothy. Jimothy. James. <laughs> James. <laughs> Can I use my screen name, please? <laughs> Lord of the Zombies? When did you change that? At the start of the episode. Oh, I didn't even realise. <laughs> Topical, isn't it? It is. Joe, Joe, gather coal. Where's the penis pun? Where's the penis pun in that? Joe, gather. I think this is the coal. first time I've not had a penis pun Zoom name. Well, as you explained, it's because your kids and wife use this Zoom account. <laughs> yeah, but I usually don't care because I change it before. Uh, I think I'm going to blame it on the fact this is a school night. We're doing this like on a Thursday night. It's usually a Friday Thursday. night. Add a few yeah. by the time we get going. But yeah. yeah. Feels weird that I gotta to go to work tomorrow. Sucks to be you. Yep. So, Jimmy, who's an alpha and who's a shambles? Okay. Uh, straight off the bat, I'm gonna say a shambles was uh that guy who played Bert Cummings. He was a bit of a prick. Which one was Bert? So he was the guy with the tash who worked in the uh. Camp oh yeah. Outside of, he was a bit of a prick, but they got him in, and then uh, exploited girl shot uh, shot him in the leg. Yeah. And the um, what was that woman supposed to be? Was she a magician's assistant? The alpha woman. Uh, I don't know. Actually, I didn't think about it. Didn't didn't occur to me. I thought it was just the right. uh, the queen, king, and queen situation. Yeah, but I think, well, she was obviously something before, but she had that fancy little gown on, so I thought she might have been like a magician's assistant or something. Yeah, true. He was in Sons of Anarchy, and he was really good in Sons of Anarchy, so it was annoying that he just had this one-dimensional part. Creepy and rapey. Yeah. Didn't like him. Glad he died. Yep. Eventually. Yep. Go on, pick out out a shamble or an alpha. (sighs) I think this is how we should do it. We should pick out who we think should be shamblers and who's going to be the alpha. Okay, so I quite liked Safe Cracky Guy. Dieter, yeah. He was good. Yes, he was funny. Very funny. Uh, good acting for the for the part because he was clearly awkward. Character was awkward, uh, but a bit of comedy relief pulled through in the end. Shambles. But hold on. Dieter, we also, we actually didn't really see him die. So we saw him Indeed. shutting the vault Yeah, um, for uh, that dude, but we, we didn't actually then see him die, so he could have actually made it out. We don't know yet. He's probably in the safest, safest place to survive a blast. Yeah, blast what? <laughs> Oh, was safe. Nuclear blast. Yeah, he was in the safe, safest place to be. Well, no, Dieter was the one shut in the safe, wasn't he? He was shut in the safe, yeah. No, he was shutting the safe for... Uh, Shit, yeah, of course he was. Sorry, yeah, because yeah, so, he climbed out at the end. We did, yeah, but we didn't see we didn't see Dieter getting killed. We just saw him shutting the safe. So yeah, I'm I don't know if he maybe... made it. So he might have made it out, I don't know. Maybe. Um, and I like that they ignored the 
like, uh, what's it called? The Fallout Burns. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the guy at the end just climbed out and carried on walking out of this nuclear waste. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it was <laughs> like, oh, yeah, five minutes after the blast. Yeah, mm-hmm. like a normal bomb just dropped, but it wasn't. It was a nuke. I think it should be something like 50 odd years or something. Uh, <laughs> and it might be relatively safe to come out of your vault. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's a long time. It's like a thousand years, isn't it? It's still shut down in... Uh... No, you can. I think you can come out a bit quicker. It depends on where you're... But actually, he was in the middle of the blast, so he should probably should have been there for about 100 or so. Yeah. Maybe it is. Just aged well. So my alpha is the safe crack guy, and my shambles... I don't know. I don't think Batista was as good as he was meant to be. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> like, he was just Batista, wasn't he? Fine. Yes, he was. Uh, and I don't know. I don't know who my shambles would be. Uh, okay. My shambles is that circular saw that was introduced to us in the first few minutes as this incredible weapon and then was used once to cut some hole in a wall. Yes, that was bullshit as well. That was bullshit. I wanted to see that in action and I didn't yeah. get it. Yeah, we got it a slight bit at the start, and then he was all about like, "Oh, don't touch my saw." Yeah, that's and then my eventually it just cut that a massive. I'm never going to use. Yeah, and then it just cut a massive hole in the concrete wall. Yeah, I'm. I'm saying my alpha is gonna be. I don't want to say the coyote because I thought she was a bit rubbish in the end. Ah. I want to say Batista. I did enjoy Batista. I liked the bit at the end where he's turned and his daughter stood in front of him with the gun. Yeah. And like, she's proper hesitating about shooting him. It's like, this is fucking Batista. You need to shoot him now or he will get up and Batista bomb the whole fucking town. Yeah. Like, he's going to destroy it. You need to put that zombie down straight away. Yeah, that's what a strong zombie. Yeah, you're fucked. You're fucked if you uh if Batista bombing everyone. I I I think you should just pick the master of the macabre because I don't think I could pick out of everyone in it. Out of the There's like I don't think anyone was amazing. I think overall it was fine, but I don't think there was anyone that stood out from everyone else. It's a bit weird casting. I'll give a shout out to um, Samantha Wynn who played uh, Chamber. She was the Mexican chick who the the who was in it with a bandana. Yeah, and the uh, yeah that horrible Martin guy chucked the um, thing the other way when they were creeping through the sleeping zombies. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he chucked it that way, but then she came out fighting like a badass. Yeah. So honorable mention to Samantha Wynn. Ah, I don't know. You choose. You gotta choose, because I can't. <laughs> Should we just give it to Batista? Because let's give it to Batista. <laughs> yeah, I could tell you want to, and I think most people would yeah. choose him. Yeah, I think he's done all right. He's like the poor man's rock. Oh, I think it's better than the rock. <laughs> okay, rock. The rock's funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. The rock can do action. Yeah, the rock can do action films. Yeah, but he'd have to do the eyebrow every time a zombie came around the corner. Like, yeah, there's yeah, there's a funny bit at, at the start where they're the hand in or near the start where they're giving uh, Batista like that long tube that has the blueprints in it. Yeah, it's just that long, like a poster tube. Yeah, uh, giving it to him, and I thought it'd be funny if he opened it up and it was a picture of the rock going, "No, you damn roll." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe in the outtakes. Yeah, never know. Funny. Right, Batista's going to get a medal. We'll get him an extra long yes. chain to go around that thick neck. Yeah. <laughs> big neck. Big neck. Big head. Big head. Big arms. Big titties. Just a big man. <laughs> big man. Yeah, big man. Can we go to the rating system this time, or are you going to tell me we've got to do something else? No, that's it. Sweet. Sweet. <laughs> 
Let's hope you got that helicopter fueled up so you can get out of that burning city. It's, of course, it's a madhouse racing system. First up, we got tension and suspense. I reckon, Jimmy, that the best horror type tension in this film is a scene that you've already mentioned where they have to crawl through the hallway full of hibernating zombies. That was pretty cool. Yes. There are a few other moments as well. There is a safe cracking element. That's always a nice bit of tension. That's always a crack. Yeah. <laughs> One point wow. against the tension, thank you, <laughs> is the way they handled the whole race against time thing because they never seemed that rushed. They say, oh, in 10 minutes, we're all going to be blown apart. Time for a quick heart to heart about past mistakes while we casually walk around a bit. <laughs> well, that is true because first that when they first went in, they were under the impression that they had three days until the city was destroyed. Yeah. And then whilst they were in there, uh, it got down to an hour and, what, 19 minutes or something. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, they can't remember the number, but yeah. Yeah. And then there's a bit where they're like, we've got 20 minutes. And then half an hour later, they're just escaping the place. But it's like, we have like 20 minutes. So we're just going to casually stand here. We're going to have a talk. So uh, we should be rushing out. But you know how 20 years ago I said something that may have come across a bit wrong. Can we just have a sit down and talk about that now? Oh, yes. That's annoying. Let's just fucking do it afterwards. Let's get the fuck out of here. annoying. Yeah. 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 So that pissed me off. There is a lot of action-based tension, though, with the chasers and some great fighting that uh, does ramp it up. Yeah, just touching back on that annoying bit, when they first come out of the, the, the casino and they get into... Um, oh, fucker, what's the names? Peters is uh, Chopper. Yeah. They get in the Chopper. His daughter's done one, done a legger. They've got nine minutes. Yeah, they're flying. Yeah. have got... They've literally got nine minutes to fly to the other casino. Yeah. Find the daughter. But that whole sequence seemed to take a little bit longer than nine minutes. Yeah, they got nine. I can't get out of the house in nine minutes. No. They got to get in a helicopter, fly to another casino where they think land. A what? Land. Land. They got land, yeah, land as well. Find her. In in the yeah. hotel casino, they have no idea where she is or what her yeah. real her detailed plan is. So there's yeah. barely any way of finding her. He miraculously manages to find her just by landing on the right floor, I think. And then and they have to go to down their a few way floors, out. I think. Yeah, yeah they yeah. run down about ten floors, have to escape. Yeah, yeah. she's doing the "Am I going to save you? Aren't I going to save you?" thing that's overdone yeah. in action films. Yeah, I think that was me- meant to be a bit like an ironic thing, but it, it didn't. It didn't work like that, I don't think. Nah. And then they uh, then they get off in a helicopter, and, and you can't do that in nine minutes. And what's the harm in saying, we've got half an hour? Why does it have to be... Why pick nine minutes and then do in yeah. a half-hour scene when you could just yeah. say half hour and it would actually fit better? I'd be a bit more. I'd actually yeah. half an hour. So that's my rant over. <laughs> yeah, but I, I just think... I think it, it, it was... It's, for me, it's too long a film. Yeah, it is. I think there could be a lot of bits that could have been cut out of that film. If it was me, I I would cut out the whole father-daughter relationship story. Uh, Yeah, we could do actually, because that's that's. uh, I suppose so, because that's very that that whole thing's very annoying. It doesn't really. What do they resolve? Really? What? Yeah. Because the whole point of it is, she's go. She's joining the crew, so she can go and find her friend. Yeah. And then she goes, they go in. He says, don't ever leave my side. She leaves us his side, goes off to find her, manages to find her. They get in the helicopter. They go out, they crash. And then she doesn't seem to give a shit about her friend anymore. Yeah. So the whole her friend getting stuck in there, that whole storyline of her trying to save her friend is just a ploy to get that person in the crew to join the story. There's no, yeah. there's no other reason to it, and she doesn't need to be in the crew to join the story. 
It's just an extra, no. extra character in an already quite yeah. packed ensemble. And you could yeah, have I got think... rid of 40 minutes of the film by getting rid of it. Yeah, just getting rid of that whole little bit, I think you could have got rid of that. I don't think it was necessary, that bit. It would have made the film's pace better, I think. Yeah, because you get, you get to the bit after they fucked up at the safe when they, all the shit kicked off. And then it's like, I think I paused it to go go to toilet or something. It was like, well, there's still an hour left here. It's like, what? Yeah. They and... failed at the safe. Yeah. You had that. Matey boy's getting on his horse. Yeah, racing you. Yeah. I also think they had that lovey-dovey, touchy-feely, emotional thing with uh, Batista and the woman who we clearly yes. had history with. They already had that. Oh. You just chucked the daughter in. So if you oh, wanted got to have... fucking neck snapped. Yeah, that was nice. Brutal. Loved it. Yeah. What are you giving it for tension and suspense? I suppose we've got to decide. Uh, yeah, probably. Ah, oh, probably... Oh. If I've got a gun up against my back, I'll probably have to say one. Yeah, I'd say one. Because it does have... Although it has these uh, bits of story that slow everything down too much, it's got some really good bits. Yeah. Okay, one. Next up is the gore and visual effects. Some of the makeup crews had to be in at midnight for the crew to start at 8am that morning. They had an eight-hour morning shift before everything even got going. Then they would have to clean up all the cast after shooting had finished. That's a lot of makeup wipes. (laughs) That's a long day, isn't it? I'm sure they went home and had a sleep and then came back. But still, no one wants to be going to work at midnight. Uh, bar the explosions, it was mostly practical effects, um, apart from the tiger, obviously. But especially when it came to zombies, hundreds of dentures made for the zombies, both the main zombies and the background zombies. Uh, Maria Cruz's death, you just talked about, with a snap neck. Her head gets twisted 180 degrees and her spine pops out. Nice. Uh, that was all practical nice. effects. So what was the, it? Yeah, they had. Uh, it was threefold, I read. I didn't write it down, so bear with me. Okay. One was they had to something to fake the actual neck twist in. Yeah. Another one they had to actually shoot her reactions, and then they had to have on in front of her like this thing where the spine would actually pop out at the right time. So she finished like the head twist at the time that it sort of went out her neck. Nice. And she looked at him in the face and went, "Oh, bugger!" And fell to the Tasty. floor. Oh, bugger! Oh, that don't ask sting. That was a bit of a shit death for her. I didn't think she was going to go out like that. That was a nice shock death though, wasn't it? Although... Yeah, I thought she was going to make it to the end, but... Nah, you don't want everyone to make it to the end. That would be boring. Wow, well, his fucking daughter shouldn't have made it to the end. She shouldn't have been in the film. <laughs> no, okay, yeah, fair enough. Or she yeah. was in the shouldn't film. Shouldn't have made the final cut. <laughs> if she was in the film, because she was, she was fine as a character, she, she didn't need the... Uh, that tie-in. Have her no, in some, yeah, some other reason. Have her be a badass daughter. Yeah. So it was a great use of mixed practical effects and digital effects, I reckon. And one example is where Martin meets his end at the claws of the zombie tiger, which is the best zombie ever. They had a prosthetic tiger head made that could be puppeteered by a stuntman attacking Martin to get real reactions and uh, a genuine thing for him to battle against rather than just fighting thin air. And the rest was added with CGI. That was that was a fucking brutal death. That was nice. That was. Um, have you seen that film where uh, Di- DiCaprio gets mauled by a lion? The Revenant. Titanic. Yeah, the Titanic, where the lion, uh, a lion, a bear, uh, attacks the side of the boat. And then the Revenant oh, he gets attacked by a bear. Beaches. Don't know what you're talking. Basketball about. Diaries. No, anyway. So... You can't catch me. Oh, no, it was the Wolf of Wall Street. You catch me if you catch me if you can. But... <laughs> what did I say? You can't catch me. Well, you can't catch me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was, yeah, it was a brutal death. It was great. It reminded me of The Revenant, which everyone else in the world will know, except you. I haven't seen it. Bear attack. Right, bear attack. And that's attacked by a bear, not... 
someone bear attacking him or there's just lots of attacks. It's like, oh, there's bear attacks. And that means a lot, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Man, we got bear attacks. Anyway, give it one for visual score. Visual, no? What is it? Go on visual effects. So I say. Yeah, I'd give it one. I just want to mention the horse as well. That horse is real. Yeah. Okay. It's just a dressed Damn. up horse. Got some makeup that was on. Nat's fav- yeah, that was Nat's favourite part of it. The horse was called Ace. Did Nat ride around the living room pretending she was riding a horse doing jumps, like we discussed before? She did. I had to. And the devil rides out. Yeah. As I say, calm it down, woman. Stop yee-hawing everywhere. Neighing. <laughs> <laughs> right, so that's two out of two so far. Two out of two. Next up is... Performance. I reckon the performance was 50-50. Some were good, some were meh. I'd probably go for a half here if it was solely my decision. Because I think there was some dry acting... Like without feeling yeah. in it, there were also some good performances that I think are overshadowed by some of the lesser performers that maybe have more screen yeah. time. Yeah. So half a half. Yeah, maybe. I don't think the casting was very good. It's a bit all over the shop, wasn't it? A little bit, like a little bit. I'm not. I wasn't a fan of. Uh, I wasn't a fan of the helicopter pirate. Pilot. Pirate? pirate. Nah, that's even better. Helicopter pirate. Like a helicopter pirate in there, I'm sold. She kind of, yeah, she kind of grew on grew, grew on me towards the end, but... Oh, I quite liked her. She's in The Mandalorian, though, I'm sure, but playing pretty much She's the same what? character in The Mandalorian TV series. Nah, Tig Naratig... Oh, what's her name? I forgot her name. Tig. Tig Nataro. Tig Nataro. She was alright, she grew to be towards the end, but yeah. I, I couldn't get with her at the start. I like someone who looks good when they're liking, lighting a cigar. Don't smoke cigars, I don't care. I thought she did the lighting the cigar and then looking up thing well. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I wasn't a fan of uh, Lily, uh, the coyote. wasn't really a fan of her. Yeah. Didn't really get where she was coming from. Liked her exploited t-shirt, but... Yeah. She died pretty good as well. She had the good spear in the chest, dropped the head off the side. The head went <laughs> on the floor. That was nice. Made a right mess. Did make a right mess. You're right. What would you give it for uh, performance? Fucking give it half. The guy who played, I don't know who the guy was, but he played the guy, uh, the main alpha guy with the cape and the helmet. Oh, yeah. Did he have a name? I'm sure he does, but I don't know it. Oh, you mean in the the show? In the film? Yeah, in the show. Uh, Zeus, wasn't he? Zeus. So was that actually Zeus? Because I thought Zeus was just the character at the start that then started the whole thing. Oh, I assumed they were one and the same. Oh, okay. I might be wrong. Uh, I I thought they were the same guy. But he was good. I think you're right. Yeah, he was Tonk. And he was clever because he had that metal helmet on. Very tonk. He had bare muscles. He did. That means a lot, I think. Hmm. Or does it just mean he didn't have a shirt on? <laughs> it is both. <laughs> right, let's give it half a star. We'll move on <laughs> to musical score and sound effects. A lot of covers in this. Yeah, the film begins and ends with a with versions of Elvis Presley's Suspicious Minds. And the whole soundtrack is very, very Zack Snyder. The man who uh, started his Dawn of the Dead remake with Johnny Cash and ended it with Disturbed's Down With The Sickness. As he's pulled the same uh-huh. tricks here. Songs you don't expect, certainly would not associate with zombie films, get used to great effect. What was your favourite cover? Yeah. What's my favourite cover? Yeah. Fuck knows, can't remember. I like the Suspicious Minds intro. I liked seeing. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Was it the Asian Elvis lady get killed by the fake Eiffel Tower? You don't see that very often. No, you don't see that very often. I think I might, I might be leaning towards giving it one. Give it one. Give it one. Took some chances. Yeah, why not? Three and a half. There you go. Yeah. 
Right, three and a half. Next up is the overall experience. <laughs> I'd leave it as it was. I think three and a half is about right for me. What are you saying? Yes, maybe. I'm not sure. Not sure. I don't know whether to bump it up. Nah, maybe not. Maybe leave it. Maybe leave a little wriggle wiggle room for the for the sequel. I don't know. But like I said, I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I was going to enjoy it. So I'm just annoyed about some parts, like his daughter trying to find her mate, found her mate, then actually don't give a shit about her mate. Annoying. She's willing to die to go in there and save her friend. All um, Batista wants to do is open up a food truck. He doesn't know what he wants to do. Is it going to be grilled cheese? Is it going to be lobster rolls? Everyone loves a ro- lobster roll. Yeah, so he's out there trying to become a multimillionaire. Yeah, he don't really want to be fantasizing about working in a food truck. Yeah. If he wanted to do a food truck, he didn't have to go in there to become a multimillionaire to do it. Yeah. Yeah, well, lots of inconsistencies. Yeah. Fuck it. Let's leave it at three and a half. All right. It's a good film. If you've not watched it, go and have a little watch. I'm sure there's going to be another one. There better be, because I want to see what's happening with these fucking robots. Yeah. And uh, I want to see if the guy who escaped has any radiation burn. <laughs> radiation nah, burn we know zombie. That. We know that. That's true, we know that. So yeah, that's obviously been bitten, the next one. So is he going to be like, uh, a bit has been exposed to radiation, so is he going to be like a Hulk zombie? <laughs> right, he's already pretty tonk anyway. Yeah. But the, so at the end of that, we see him, He it just finishes with him like looking at the bite and then looking in the mirror, doesn't it? In the he's plane. Like, oh, so I'm shit. guessing the next one is probably going to be, where was he going? Mexico. South America. Yeah, the plane emergency lands. Yeah, exactly. He's off. Infected to those poor fucking air hostesses. Yeah. They're fucked. Yeah. Maybe the pilots are all right with, like, deadbolt in that door. And they land yeah. and he escapes. That's it, Mexico. Airport of the dead. Could be. Or, um... yeah, that'll do. Desert of the dead. Is there a desert in Mexico? Yeah. Well, there's bound to be some. Everybody's That'd be got good. a bit of desert. Because there was quite a lot of Mexican actors in this, so... I don't know what that's got to do with it. But... <laughs> some purposeful foreshadowing. Vegas, though, isn't it? <laughs> right, it's your film choice. Wait. Yes, fuck. Hold Before on. we do our song band choice. Right, just give me two seconds. Okay. I think you'll get this. Well, I've not come correct this time. I ain't. I haven't. I haven't come up with me. Uh, I've been trying to think. I've watched a lot of shit recently, like a lot of shit. Yeah. So nothing's like popping into my head until Nat mentioned something. I was like, oh, actually, yeah, we could do that. You can pick shit. Yeah, I know, but I don't want to have to watch it again. I watched a terrible film last night called Broil. Broil? Yeah, the concept of it's really good. Okay. It's like there's this family of immortals and they have a feast once a year and it's basically cooked out of human flesh and they're kind of these weird vampires. One's trying to take over and then there's this whole thing about the chef poisoning the head of the house so the woman things, but then he poisons her and then they end up eating her young child. She doesn't know, but then the dad ends up eating her, but she's been poisoned by the chef, so everyone dies, and then... It's just shit. It sounds really good to read it, but it was just shit watching. But I think if we're going with this, this is going to open up a can of worms. What the film you've chosen is? Well, yeah, I think it can open up a... Like, it's not just going to be a one-er. Okay. What do you mean a one <laughs> Well, it's not just it's not a one off. There there there'll be more of this to do. Okay. All right. I hope you've not chosen what, what I'm number... going to choose next time. 
Uh, what number are we on now, anyway? I don't know. I, I am panicking that maybe we've missed a Romero. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe we have, because there's that new one as well that's been found. <laughs> yeah, I heard about that. Um, yeah, the amusement. Well, let's do your choice this week, as just as we are. I'll check what number we're on. And yeah, we you. might just be getting towards it, or we might have just gone past it. Yeah, well, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. We'll get round to what is the next one? The, the, the land of the dead. What have we just done? Day, Day of, of the dead. Yeah, land of. Yeah, yes, okay. that's a fucking banger of a film as well. Yeah. All right. Let's do yours then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm ready. You're ready, are you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. Here we go. It's my film choice. Let's see what you got to say. Right. A wealthy family is held hostage for harboring the target of a murderous syndicate during a 12-hour period in which any and all crime is legal. Oh, the purge. (laughs) Yeah, it's the fucking purge. (laughs) Which is annoying because I didn't read this previously, right? (laughs) So I'll read read it because I left a space and I'll read it again and I just sort of kicked myself. I should have chosen something different, the way to describe it. But it's a wealthy family is held hostage for harboring the target of a murderous syndicate during the purge. A 12-year period in it where all crime is legal. Oh, see, I wouldn't have got it with up to the purge. But, uh, yeah, you cha- yeah. yeah, you're supposed to purge. not read the title out. You did, right? Yeah, if we do the IMDb, we're not supposed to read the title out if it's in the description. It's annoying. So, that's all right. I've still got a few to catch up on the tally. But we're doing the purge next. But next, for tonight, do you want to introduce the band this week? Uh, Yeah, go on. I'll introduce. We played a few shows with these guys. It was always fun. They're not a band anymore. Boo. Boo? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I like they were a good band. They were a very good band. They were good. Uh, yeah, we had some good times playing their, playing shows with them. They were very fun. So this is a song called Creatures from Outer Space by the once awesome. Still maybe awesome. Yeah, actually. Yeah, still awesome. Gravedale High. <laughs>
that was Creatures from Outer Space by Gravedale High. It's a fucking banger. And if you want more, you can find them on Spotify and Prime Music as well as all of the streaming services. Or you can check out their Bandcamp by visiting gravedalehigh.bandcamp.com where you can get hold of their beautiful music and merch. Don't forget to subscribe to the Madhouse Podcast on your favourite podcast app, iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram and email Jimmy your hentai recommendations to honestly, it has a great storyline at societiesgonewayfroughfar.com. <laughs> and we will see you in two weeks' time for Jimmy's choice, which was the purge. I remember. Yeah, boy! <laughs> <laughs>